Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, episode 5-7. It's a video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernet. Every week we get together, we uh, listen to some great video game music, and we talk about it, and we talk about the games, and we have a good time. Pernell, how are you doing today? Man, it's, it's been a lot of moving furniture, boxes, things, moving stuff, and then some way too much time inside my own head. But... I gotta say, today's topic is a nice breather from all of that, and it is a topic that I've been looking forward to for some time now, but I'll go on that in a minute. Otherwise, how are you doing? I am doing good. Like you, this is a nice little break. And if you're listening to the show, why don't you take a little break? We'll wait. (laughs) Okay, good. Uh, Now that you've had a little break, I think it's time to get into the topic, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Jamtastic Madness. Funny enough, it was actually recommended or suggested by a friend weeks ago and just never got around to it. And then we just tweaked the name of it. And now it works. So uh, <laughs> now I can do it. Now, yeah. <laughs> so this episode is rock music. And by that, we're saying literally anything from a game. That gives a rock solid sound to like guitar wailing, guitar strumming, drummer going out of his gourd. Yeah, we're talking. Eight bit sixteen thirty two doesn't matter. Yeah, rock music. Right, there's rock music everywhere, and we're gonna give it to you. X. We're gonna. <laughs> I just had to. It was an open. But season. No, we're gonna give it to you. <laughs> All right. Um, but. I think you might need to start this. Whatever, I don't know what episode we are on, but I am. That's yours, actually. Oh, crap. Yeah, odd numbers, man. Odd numbers is for the odd pronoun. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask this because I got a list of them. We're going to choose it. Go with something more recent or something like basically recent as in like relevant today, like it could be bought today. Okay. Or something that could be bought today, but it's older. Well, all my stuff is super old, so why don't we go with your newer one? Okay, in that case, then, I'm going to choose a track from a game I'm actually currently playing. Cool. Um, It's from Shin Megami Tensei IV Apocalypse. Um, And the track is actually on the OST known as F2 Boss Battle. I don't know why they choose that style, but it sounds good. So <laughs> is it like is it like, a, like basement F2 kind of thing? <laughs> Maybe. Right. No. All right, well, let's, let's, let's check it out.
Welcome back. You are jamming out to the short but sweet track from Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse titled F2 Boss Battle, composed by a man going by the name of Ryota Koduka, which I did not expect it to be because I have never heard of him, but he's worked on a couple things I have already enjoyed. Oh, what else has he worked on? The other Shin Megami Tensei 4. Oh, okay, one. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, this man knows how to throw down some music, I think. Um, what do you think of it so far? I, I like it a lot. I like the piano. I think it's a really cool, like, uh, accompaniment to the guitar. That's what's up right yeah, there. Yeah, really, real cool. Like, I haven't had a lot of time to play this due to, you know, recent events, but I have recently got, I've mainly been stuck on the first main boss battle, not the, you know, the gimme fights. Um, and it's basically a King Frost. And this music plays as you're fighting him. And then they basically introduce a new gameplay component that wasn't in the previous game or in any of the other Megami Tensei games. I think about it. And they demonstrated on you by mopping the floor with you. I'm playing on the hardest <laughs> difficulty, by the way. Yeah, you Sorry, always, wants to laugh at You me. always do that. I, know. I do. Yeah. It makes it fun. You got to strategize. Like, this, you know? this is the real game you're playing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm not playing the play for the story, dude. I'm playing... Give me a little bit of column A and a lot of column B. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, but I felt like I wanted to choose this track because it's a good plug for a game that I am especially digging and want more people to play. Uh, and of course, this topic is just brutal for me. There's just too many good choices. Yeah, so many good choices. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not going to ramble too much more on it. Just know that if you don't have this game, you should be buying Shin Megami Tensei 4 and then the sequel, Apocalypse. Because why the heck not? You're insane not to own them. Well, the, 3DS. Uh, the, the dog loves the track, apparently. <laughs> As he should. <laughs> it's an awesome dog. It's getting down. All right, so I'm going to I'm, I'm going to go in a, um, a weird progression here. I'm going to go all the way 8-bit for my rock track. This is going to sound interesting. So um, Rob Hubbard did the music to Skater Die 2. L. Ron Hubbard did the music to <laughs> what? L. Ron Hubbard. Um, Dianetics for the Game Boy. <laughs> no, not at all. No, so um, Rob Hubbard did the music to Skater Die 2, which was great. And I was like, I remember playing the Game Boy version of Skater Die and just loving it to death. But there was another one I just found today called Bad and Rad. <laughs> Skater Die Bad and Rad. But that was Konami, and it wasn't as rock, rocky as I was, I was hoping it would be. So this is the one I remembered. And it's a little different. I hope you like it. For now. <laughs> I have a feeling I know what it is, and I hope I'm right. I don't know. Well, we'll no, see. It's not what you've been listening to earlier. That, that's the theme. Anyway, this is from uh, Skater Die Tour de Thrash for the Game Boy. And this is just BGM3. So, yeah, here we go. <laughs>
You're listening to the Skate or Die Tour de Thrash for the Game Boy. And I don't know who the composer is. I'm going it sounds a lot like it sounds a lot like Rob Hubbard's original theme to the game, to the original Skate or Die series, but it's got a little bit of a, a bent to it, it's a little different. And it's it's fairly long, so it's it's definitely Western. I mean, it definitely sounds Western to me anyway, but I don't I don't know. But I, I just love I I love this kind of like old nineties and actually, that's my theme through the day. I just did do rock music. I did like '90s rock music. Honestly, I can't hate on that because it sort of hits the theme to our usual gimmick here, where it's like you seem to really find have an ear for classic, more classic tunes. I mean, I like them too, but yeah, yeah I'm, I've, I have that refined classical taste. <laughs> Wait, you guys can't see the look I just gave him. My taste is very refined. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not I know, I know. Wait, no, I don't. <laughs> I have a fight. Let me stop. Nah, but seriously, like, it's like, I just feel like you, like, if we're having to choose a topic of tracks or a set of tracks for a topic, you just gravitate more towards mm. more classic stuff. I do, I do. And I will if I don't have an excuse to slap a mean guitar or instrumental in there. Unlike with, with this topic, I have to stick with them. Oh, yeah, totally. And I knew you would, which is why I think I went further, further down this road. And, um, and this is one of those games that I, I remember really well, and I remember I remember the soundtrack being memorable, and this is part of that, that memory for me, is this, this one song. So the game is split up into two pieces um, at the get-go. Um, for Skater Die 2 for the NES, you were, tr- you, were, you were playing to rebuild the halfpipe, and then you could play the halfpipe as a bonus stage, and in this game... You have you can just start off playing as the half playing on the half pipe, which was like side scrolly back and forth, or it was the tour de thrash, which was around the world, and it was like a like a like a third person perspective, like going through like a long course. Oh, is it kind of like the how Sonic 2's tunnel was? Yeah, it was like Sonic 2's tunnel, except like it was just you and another skateboarder, and it was kind of momentum based, like bouncing back and forth, and you kind of like nudged each other off the side. Oh, so the purpose was to actually knock the other player out of the tube. Yeah, and finish first. It was actually incredibly difficult and, and really hard to follow. But, you know, a lot of those Game Boy games were... At least it wasn't Escape from Camp Deadly from The Simpsons. Oh, man. Oh, that's another one I should look at. <laughs> oh, yeah. That game was brutally frustrating, but, but enjoyable. But this one, um, yeah, so the, the the soundtrack is the same. I think this is the song you hear um, for every stage in the game, but it starts with, like, a little, like, snippet of, like, kind of a hokey, like, theme of wherever you are. No, but I remember this really well because on a half pipe, you can do if you earned so many points and you did certain moves, like there, there was like little Easter eggs where you can like blast off into space and there was like zero gravity and you can do more moves in there. Oh, that's awesome! It was really really neat, like especially like for for the handheld version, having so much more than the NES version, it was really exciting to do. Yeah, because as you were describing, I started looking back because I've played Skater Die One and I played Skater Die Two, and as we both remember, Skater Die Two is more of an adventure game on a yeah, skateboard. Yeah, it's really odd. So it's more like comparing it to the first game, and the first game had nothing like going into space. It was very specific mini games. No, yeah, it was very. It was all mini games, like very, very much like California games or something like that for like for the PC. I think it was originally a PC game or maybe even Amiga. This makes me want to have some host some sort of Skater Die tournament. That game brings back a lot of oh, memories. That's a lot of fun. All right, so let's let's break out of the 8-bit, and what, what you got next? All right, well, again, everything would have been a good choice here, but, uh, shoot, I'm not going to go with, I'm just going to say I was going to pick Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles as a track, but that might be going another time, because right now I want to listen to this other track. 
which is from the game E's Origin. Okay. And the theme is, or the title is Scars of the Divine Wing. It is the main boss theme in the game. And when you hear it, you'll know why I chose it. <laughs> awesome. to Scars of the Divine Wing from the game E's Origin, and I hope you are feeling as freaking tingled up as I am feeling right now. Oh, yeah, that, that violin bridge at the end was like goosebumps. That was so good. Yes, it gets you pumped. But before I ramble, <laughs> there's, a, there's a Sound Team JDK track, and that is composed of a number of guys. Yes, but for this track, it is Hayato Sonada, Takahiro Unisuga, and Ryo Takashita. It's I can listen to this at my desk and get jittery. Uh, <laughs> and I think it works with the game itself because, again, I play it on hard mode, which means what is hard and there's nightmare, but screw that nightmare nonsense. And um, when you get to a, a boss battle, the game is very fast-paced and frantic, and you die in, like, three hits. So you're fighting for like seven minutes. He can only get hit three times. So it's rough. And the boss that stands the most is like a weird centipede that's wrapped around the tower. Cool. And it comes as like a stone centipede that comes to life. And it crawls around the tower. And it drops lightning, weird exploding orbs, 
fireballs. It does like seven different things. And then when you think you finally got him down, he jumps off the wall, starts crawling on the floor, then rolls into a ball and starts spinning around the map. <laughs> and it is so disorienting because a 3D map and this thing is coming at it from any of the lane of the planes of the tower that you're right. standing on. And I get so lost. And by the end of it, if you are watching this, look up. I think it's like Nyarl Tiger or something. You'll find it. But look it up and look at how much nonsense is happening while you fight this thing. And it took me. I was recovering from my gallbladder surgery years ago. Yeah, yeah. Fighting this thing. And I I must have took like an hour (laughs) of constantly retrying it before I finally got it right. And it felt so good. And thanks to this music. This place here, the whole whole thing? The whole thing. Oh, this is pumped up, man. And I never got tired of it. I believe it. I believe it. It's got that cool like melody that I associate with RPGs. I I can't even explain it, but that guitar riff, it's like... It's like adventurous and metal at the same time. Yes! Adventure, adventure metal. Because I can't speak for everybody, but I've played a lot of role-playing games in my day, and heck, platformers, the like, oh. But when I deal with boss battles or event battles, I always want something that gets me pumped. Like, there are the occasional games where they make the main boss battle like a somber theme, or like a we're eating dinner with the kids at the table theme. Didn't we do a boss battle episode? Yeah, we did. We did. We played at the end of it. It was for Dark Souls. And it was just a very beautiful, mellow piano sonata. And it was weird because the battle, I mean, don't get me wrong. Some people will say it fits because the last boss, and it's probably like a a sad boss. But this music starts playing. You think an event's about to happen, and the guy just comes and cleaves you. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't expect to fight the last boss or something that's supposed that's going to put me to sleep. I don't know. I don't know. But no, this, is, this, is a, this is a great track. I, I'm really, really feeling this track. And if you think this is a good way to get to my last track, oh. I held it because oh, <laughs> okay. they're all so good. Well, I'm really excited about my last track. But my next track, it's not my last track. It's my <gasps> second track. Two comes after one. Okay, I'm, I'm pulling you back <laughs> out of the Ease universe and step into... Seattle, Washington. Seattle? Are we going to the fish market? Pike Place? Circa 1993. Okay, so Starbucks. <laughs> this is Comic Zone for the Sega Genesis. Um, oh. This has got this has got great classic like grunge sound. I, I love the soundtrack to this this game. It's so different. It's so unique. It's by Howard Drossen. And this is Zone 3, page 1-3 for the game Comic Zone for the Sega Genesis.
You are listening to Zone 3, page 1-3, from the game Comic Zone by Howard Drossen for the Sega Genesis. And I, th- I think he succeeds in making that FM synth sound like kind of twangy guitars and like a little bit of a lead guitar. It's either a lead guitar or a mopey 90s grunge rock singer. What do you think? I think you managed to somehow pick my favorite track from the entire game without even knowing it. <laughs> yeah, your face like lit up when I started playing it because I, I couldn't remember if I picked the right one and I was going through the tracks. I was like, oh yeah, that's the right one. And you were like, how did you pick my favorite track out of the game? Like, and the funniest part even still, you named the location of the, the, the track had the location. Right, right. But, yeah, they're just named after where they are in the game. Not even that descriptive. It's just zone three. But I couldn't remember where it was. Like, I've beaten this game before, but it is like one of the most difficult yeah. Genesis games ever created. You beat this game. It, the, the fact that you beat this game is crazy to me. On Sega Channel. On the Sega Channel. Yeah, you, this is one of your Sega Channel things, right? Yeah, um, if I remember correctly, there was a few interesting tidbits about this game. One, this released on Sega Channel about maybe a month or two before the physical release came out, and the whole thing was, hey, as a Sega Channel subscriber, you get ex- you get a temporary exclusive to play this game before anyone else can, so eat it up. And the other thing was, as we were talking about while this track was playing, is that this is the first... U.S. game that I can think of. If there's another one, by all means, let us know. Cameron, you would know. Um, this was the first U.S. game to come packed with this actual OST. And it was promoted as such. Like, includes OST featuring you know, awesome tracks. Like, it didn't have names, obviously, because it wasn't like bands or anything. But it was like featuring awesome tunes. And uh, they also had a sound test in the game that you could access without a code even though you can use the code to use a sound so stay select, but it's funny because most people will never hear the music at the game, so they need that sound test. Uh, but a fantastic beat-em-up game where you actually lose health by using normal game features like pushing a box, or sorry, punching a box, takes hate points away. Yeah, everything, everything hurts you. And But it, the, the animation is so smooth and so so different. It looks like you are kind of going through a comic book. But because of that smooth animation, like everything has kind of a delay to it, and it's really hard to manage where you're going and where you're fighting. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. But they really... It makes me kind of sad that there's never been either a sequel or, at least to my recollection, another game that is like this. Not necessarily a beat-em-up, just a comic book adventure that looks like it. I mean, like, they would, the main villain would draw the enemies onto the screen while you're on the screen. Yeah, that was really cool. It's, yeah, I'm actually a little surprised because, like, now it's like, I feel like these, the Marvel superhero stuff is really popular. Yeah, I mean, they've had, I'm, I'm pretty sure at least maybe Ultimate Alliance, but I'm positive I've seen a game, a Marvel game that did, like, a comic panel as in, like, as in loading up an environment or doing a cinema scene. But I'm talking... This game, you jumped between the panels. Yeah, yeah. And every time you went to a panel that had something occur, they would have, like, certain, like, the, the your, your aid would pop up in the corner as a comic panel saying, like, hey, blah, 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 blah. Didn't, like, um, wasn't, like, the, wasn't the enemy, like, the hand drawing stuff? Yeah, the, I, the premise of the game was the main villain of the comic the main character created switched places with him and put him into the comic. And the goal was he was drawing enemies onto the pages to try to kill him because once he did, he'd become real and could take over New York City uh. <laughs> or Seattle or wherever it took place. But uh, 
it was the, so basically you would go into a screen, you would see his hand sketching like one of the enemies, like um, I think the middle bill's name was like Mortis. I don't remember. And uh, I used to know some of their names like Skelker or something like. They was a couple of happy days. I remember the guy used to stay out all the time in the <laughs> sewers. He probably didn't say happy days, but he sure as heck sounded like he did. He was a fan of the Fonz. Whatever. Point is, <laughs> he would draw the guy. He would sketch them out. First, he would draw them in. Then he would actually color them in. Yes, yeah. So it was just like an awesome concept to this game. You actually felt like you were traversing a comic book on a 16-bit game system. It was very artsy for a 16-bit game, which, while I'm not saying that 16-bit games didn't have an art quality to them. No, but it was just, it was definitely something notable about this game. Yes. For sure, definitely. So something also to note is that, um, you know, this is also a time when sampling was becoming more prominent in a lot of these games. And, and there's there's some sampling of, of drums in this track, but all of the guitars are, are synthesized. Ooh. So it's... I mean, it's obviously synthesized, but <laughs> but you can tell they're supposed to be guitars, and I think that that's really interesting because, um, especially on like the Super Nintendo, which is a fully sample-based uh, music music system, um, you see a lot of like you hear like the same like guitar sample, like in the Mega Man X soundtrack, you hear mm-hmm. that guitar sample a lot, yeah, yeah, which is cool, and it's got like a lot of nostalgia factor to it. But this is very different, and unless you played games like this or Road Rash, like it, don't. I feel like the that that kind of distorted Genesis sound is really divisive among people who who listen to this kind of music. Yes, like either you you like it a lot or you hate it, and it sounds like like a cheese grater on your brain. AKA that you're right or you're mental. <laughs> or yeah, yeah, just or you just don't like it. At all. I mean, I understand that because it's a little it's a little rough on the ears. But. I like to joke around about the whole you know either you like it or you're a fool sort of thing. I mean, everyone has their own taste, but sometimes you gotta have the goofball stance on it. Like, you're crazy. This is the best thing ever. Right, if well, you don't like it, you're. Hey, well, let's be the judge then. What's your third track? Oh, oh, it's my time. Yeah, and, the- it be- and it better not be a foolish one. Oh, well, <laughs> funny thing, because it's called Foolish Man, the Fool's Fool Errand. Right, but no, it's not. Type that out. <laughs> don't you dare. It's so right. incorrect. <laughs> um, to put it in perspective, this track is so good that it's from a game at the time I had never played before. But after hearing it, I imported it from Japan and fumbled through it as best I could. All right. That's how good this track is. Awesome. It is from the game Ease versus Sora no Kiseki. Oh, another Ease game. No. It is a crossover fighter. Well, really? You playing a fighter? Well, it's a fighter, but it's top-down like okay, Ease okay. game. Okay, okay. So it's a versus. So, yes, versus. Versus. Yeah. versus. That's a better way to put it. <laughs> so it's Ease versus Sora no Kiseki, which stands for Trails in the Sky, supposedly. It's from uh, those games. One of those games. And the title of the track is called Limit Force. You will wet your pants with excitement <laughs> listening to this. <laughs>
If you can believe it, that track is in the game. Um, <laughs> the track is titled Limit Force. It is from the game Ease vs. Sora no Kiseki Alternative Saga. And it is by the Falcom Sound Team, right. JDK. Which is Hirofumi Matsuoka, Atsushi Shirakawa, Masaru Nakajima, Hayato Sonata, who um, contributed to the Ease Origin track we played earlier, um, Hirokazu Matsumura, and Wataru Ishibashi. Yeah, I doubled down on Falcom Sound Team, but seriously, yeah. this, if, if this didn't hit you like a sack of hammers, <laughs> I don't know what your deal is. Cause this is good. Well, I mean, like a rock, a rock music on, on, on like a rock music focused episode was going to have more Falcom Sound Team than you wanted. Yeah, than you expected. Oh yeah. Then you know it, it had was, to happen. It's natural. Yeah, you needed it. Like I heard this track first. I learned the game existed. Then I heard this track, and then I went and bought the game from Japan, <laughs> and. I can't read any of it, <laughs> and it is very menu intensive because uh, it took what's equivalent to either the Ark of Nephistim or the um, Oath of Felgana's battle system from the E's games, E six and three respectively. I know those things. You you'll look them up later. <laughs> I'll look them up later. And uh, they basically make it into like a versus battle system between other characters from the E series and from the Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky games. So you can equip items that you can purchase at the store, equipment, weapons, whatever, and you can also equip skills that you gain by leveling up your characters by playing through story modes and free battles. I can't read any of the stuff you get. So as you can gauge, I didn't do too well in the game long term, but just being able to play around with it was worth the money I spent to get it. I was happy to hear music in game. Well, that sounds awesome. this good. So, so this this music was originally for um, the Legend of Heroes Five, which I guess is Sora no Kiseki translated into Legend of Heroes. I think, right? Mm-hmm. So, and it was a uh, Limit Force from Legend of Heroes, and that was originally the JDK Sound Team, and then rearranged for this game also by the JDK Sound Team, it's, which sounds about right. <laughs> no matter how you hear it, though. You're going to hear some awesome tunage. Yeah, oh, dear lord. Oh, this is so good. I, I, yeah, I'd like to like maybe go over this little, uh, this little melody one more time again because this is so good. Yes. Just that one part that was like, like that is like to me the epitome. Oh, that little shred section there? Yes. Like yeah. there was that track from, um, from Bravely Default that I played a, yeah, we played a few yeah, weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. That also has a cool, like, shred segment. But, of course, I can't double tap, <laughs> which I don't have to because this is just as good or better. Oh, yeah. So, whatever. Let's hear some new stuff. I almost swore there. That's how, how excited <laughs> that's how, that's I how excited you were. I would have bleeped you. Don't worry about it. We, 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 we keep... In that case, <laughs> There you go. Bleep. All right. I'll have to find that later. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's keep it clean. <laughs> keep, keep it clean, clean and we're, we're going to take it back to what they would say is a child's game or for a an easier game for a less refined audience hmm. this is Final Fantasy Mystic Quest <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy USA Baby's first RPG <laughs> USA edition All right, so this is Battle 1 the Battle 1 music from Final Fantasy USA Mystic Quest for the Super Nintendo Composed by Kenji Ito.
This is Battle One from the game Final Fantasy Mystic Quest for the Super Nintendo by Kenji Ito. And I was just joking about, you know, this being like a, a game for kids. But No, no, he wasn't. The game is just because the game is easy doesn't mean it can't be fun. And it is a fun game. Um, funny thing about this track, I'm pretty sure if my friend David is listening to this, my UK buddy, he's getting a kick out of it because he's the one that pretty much drilled this into my head about how good it is. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm sure everyone that's listening probably has heard of this. The game Final Fantasy Theater of the Curtain Call is a 3DS music game that came out maybe 2014 or 15. I can't remember which of the two at this point. And uh, when this game got announced, this track got announced as being in the game, said friend flipped out. And my response is, why do you care? It's just from Mystic Quest, whatever. And he goes, you're deaf. Here, listen to the track and tell me what you <laughs> think. And suddenly my excitement peaked for the game, too, for this exact same tune. And I have played this track many times in yeah, the game as a result. That's so good. Like, this soundtrack just keeps sticking out. Like, I, I, think, I, played, I think I played three tracks from the soundtrack already on the show. I just keep going back to it because there's so many good things. And then um, I, I had gone through some older soundtracks and like kind of organized them into different styles. And in the rock music folder was the song. And I was like, yes, I knew it had one. One how would it have to be in there? <laughs> Finally, I can re I can use a new one from Mystic Quest. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's just I'm imagining like um, actually actually when I listen to the song, I think of like a pro wrestling entrance. Oh, I can see that working. Yeah. The guy comes out, oh. burp, 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 rips his shirt open. Oh yeah, yeah. Burp, burp. He like um, he comes out and um, he's got like a like a dragoon helmet, mm. and, he, and he jumps into he, the ring. Uh, he takes jumps it. way up in the sky where no one can see him. And then lands in the ring. Then he tears his shirt off, and then it gets real. Of course, what Rob didn't mention is that it takes him three loops of the song before he actually hits the <laughs> mat. So <laughs> I like that. It, it takes a while. The, uh, uh, his opponent gets four turns. <laughs> so they're just—they're just like they're just like they're—I they're, don't know—they're taking help. He drinks right lots of Gatorade yeah. and he starts signing kids' autographs. <laughs> Is he down that's yet? How, that's how he does it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it has like the, the kind of pro wrestling you know entrance to it. I love that. But this section kind of mellows out a little bit, and then like that organ and the the guitar kicks back up. So this is this is a good example of that sampled guitar in the 16-bit era. But I think it was really really successful. Yeah, this game. Honestly, one day I probably will play because I heard it's really short, too. Yeah, it's quick. I just like to make fun of it because of the difficulty, but everything else about the game is 100% solid. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, especially, especially the music. And when you think about it, it kind of has to be. like it, was originally, it literally was intended to be like a first RPG to be played. So the difficulty had to be low, but the presentation had to be high. It had to draw you in. So colorful, great music. Easy fluid progression. Hey, I have a fluid progression for you. The restroom? <laughs> that sounds horrible. Yes, it really does. <laughs> that was, that was going to be my segue into the next part of the show. Like, here's a fluid progression, but that just sounds... You just ruined it. Just... Or maybe you amplified it. No one... We don't know. The listeners can decide. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I am not going to amplify that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> None of this is usable. <laughs> Short. Oh, True. Um, now is actually time for the bonus round. Boop, boop, boop. Bonus round. Test one, two. Sega. Sega. 
This is the part of the show where we play remixes and covers based on today's theme. Today's theme is rock music. Rock music. That's my, where I'm a Viking. I'm just throwing up the horns. So I'm, I'm looking for some good, good cover bands, good rock cover bands. Prenel, what'd you bring? I had an idea for one composer. But I don't want to use him because I'm saving him for later. All right, we're saving we're saving that one. There's an episode coming up for him. This is an excuse to play this track from this guy. And it's another Falcom game because why the heck not? Um, it is Legacy of the Wizard, also a member of the Legend of Heroes series. Very nice. And it is the theme to the mother, Mena, M-E-Y-N-A. And it is covered by a guy who goes by the name of Looney, L-U-H-N-Y, and it is solid tunage. All right.
Diggums. That was awesome. That was really, really well put together. Yes, it was. It made me smile from ear to ear. The only thing that could have been better is if it was Lil's theme instead, but they're all good twos, and he killed it. So I was happy with that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see a whole lot of new recent stuff from this artist, Looney, L-U-H-N-Y, but um, this one is called um, Go Mama Worsen. So this is the, the, the mother's theme, the mom's theme. Yeah, in the game, there's a massive interconnected dungeon that has to be traversed to find four crowns. And each member of this dragon family, Drassel family, is tasked with acquiring, taking, or collecting one of the crowns. And the levels are designed to suit each of their talents. Um, and the mom, I can't even remember what her talent was because, again, the best character was a little girl who could hop really high. And the pet who didn't, who was friendly with all the monsters, so they didn't attack him. But um, yeah, basically, her level, that was the theme to her section of the okay, dungeon. Cool. So, and it was really good. I really like that. So, coming up next is um, going back to an artist we've had on the show um, weeks, maybe months past. This is called the Lame Genie, which they are not lame at all. They are good. And this is their cover of Stage 1-1 from the game Rocket Knight Adventures from the album Throwback Nerds Day. (laughs) So, (laughs) check it out. That has a great name for an album.
That was the Rocket Knight Adventures Stage 1-1 song covered by the Lame Genie on their album Throwback Nerds Day. <laughs> if you want to sell an album, you give it a name like that and it'll <laughs> fly off the shelves. Yeah, they, um, you can find their stuff on Bandcamp, um, priced very well. Um, all of their stuff is super, super good. Like, they're just... They're just excellent musicians. Like I feel like their timing, like it's just the arrangement is so off key, like off kilter. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like it was all over the place, and it just it's, it came together really well. It made me want to go back and replace Rocket Knight Adventure, so I say did a bang up job. Yeah, I like that one a lot. So for more information on the artists that we've showcased on the bonus round part of the show, check out rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to their Bandcamp, SoundClouds, and web pages. Thank you for joining us today on Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast, episode 5-7. That's the entire title. (laughs) 5-7. 5-7. Rock music. Face-melting extravaganza, smorgasbord, phantasmagoric, fun time special. I hope you enjoyed your break time with us, because I had a good time today. Oh, yeah. I I came, as you can probably hear throughout the episode, I got louder and (laughs) more energetic as yeah. the episode went on. I can see that on the monitor. It's like your voice slowly gets and then it just breaks. <laughs> Smash. It just comes out. All right. So um, if you'd like to, oh, actually, I wanted to mention, um, if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more great rock music, go back to 1-7 as our focused on the Ease series. Yes. There's a lot of great rock music from the Falcom Sound team and some of the original stuff from the uh, the PC, not the PC Engine, but the other system. The X6800? Yeah, the 6800. And then um, also go back to our very first episode, 1-1. Um, it's shorter, but it's our focus on Contra, and there's amazing heavy metal music on those Contra games. Oh, yes. Sky to the Ocean. Yes. So yeah, not just the NES stuff, but like the, the newer, the Xbox Vert game and some of the other ones. So it's... It's pretty intense. Basically, if you need a, if you need a face melt special, yeah, if you need a fix, we got you covered. Yeah, or go to the or go to our website and you can use our um, our picks as a as kind of a um, a playlist. And that site is rhythmandpixels.com. And if you'd like to contact us, you can send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And if you want to find us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, it's all at Rhythm and Pixels. Um, more of our kind of community discussion happens on Facebook, but all sorts of stuff, you know, appears up on Twitter and Instagram. You never know what you're going to find. <laughs> you never know what you're going to find. <laughs> Check them out. <laughs> oh, man, it's getting late for me. But um, one last thing. Next episode... We are going to do something a little different, right? Different? Yes. Oh, I like the sound of different. So look out for that. It's it's going to be different. We should have a special guest on. Um, I haven't talked to him yet. Uh, the, I, I think on the Facebook thread, I thought it was implied that he'll be on the show next. So he should be on the show next. He's a returning guest, and we'd like to have him on because he's a good buddy. Here, here. I didn't mention it to him though. Oh, jokes aside. (laughs) So I think he is. He's. He should be prepared. But I'll remind him later though, just for the heck of it. Okay, great. Yeah. So our next episode five dash eight going to be a little different. 
And then 5-9, super special episode. We're going to have um, another special guest on. And then, yeah, we have actually have a lot of, a lot of guests coming up. So that, that's, that's a lot of fun. Yes, and I like those. Whether they're familiar or unfamiliar, it's always fun with friends. And it's always fun trying to figure out the technical difficulties when we all live so far away. This is also <laughs> true. Internet age, the blessing and the blunder. The, the blunder, <laughs> I like that. The blessing and the blunder. Anyway, um, I've got nothing else, so this is the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. I'm Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Thanks for listening. Hey, sometimes it gets motivation can get a little sappy and down, you know, day in, day out, mow the lawn, do the job, you know, whatever. But hey, this would be the perfect opportunity to legitimately rock out to some of your best tunes, high energy fast-paced, rock-tastic tunage to get you moving through whatever mundane sack of crap task you gotta do to get through your day. Who knows? You might find yourself wanting to do it again as an excuse to listen to more great music. So, it works for me. Maybe it'll work for you. Give it a go.